Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by the Club Trillion Foundation and the scholarship that we have started, Tate. Not me. It's not my thing. It's our <laughs> thing. It's all of the walk-ons, the walk-on community. Uh, we are we are now taking applications for this scholarship. So uh, the application process Can is I open up. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, I'm going to apply <laughs> right now. Um, no, you cannot apply. <laughs> it is open only to uh, NCAA men's basketball Division One walk-ons. Um, and and if you are one of those people, please apply. Go to clubtrillionfoundation.org slash apply. Uh, and and you might win the scholarship. We're going to be giving it out at the Final Four in Atlanta. We're going to have a big party. Um, I can't decide if presenting an oversized check, like a, like not just an oversized, but like double what a typical oversized check is, would be funnier. Or if I like wrote it on like the size of a business card, and we, we did like a photo op where like all of the walk on. Because there are 11 guys on the committee mm-hmm. that are picking the winner for this, and a lot of them are going to be there to present. It's Condoleezza Rice on the committee. Yeah, yeah she's she's heading it. Um, I think it'd be funny if all of us were there presenting it in Atlanta, and we're all like sticking our hand and getting a piece of the check, and the check's like the size of a business card, and we're all posing <laughs> for a photo. <laughs> and it's for and it's for like twenty six dollars. Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> Smaller is better. It's like actually just Applebee's coupons. Mm-hmm. It's not even. It's not even cash it's downsizing. Um, if you're not a walk-on and you want to help out, uh, or, or if you're someone listening and you're saying, why don't why don't you have scholarships for other sports? Well, we're trying. We need money to do that. Mm-hmm. That's how you do that. You need money to, to make that happen. So uh, if, if it's something that speaks to your heart and you want to help out, you can donate. Uh, all the money goes to the scholarship. We have no overhead with this foundation. Um, I pay for all that out of my pocket. So, uh, yeah, that's that. So I just wanted to plug that real quick because we are taking applications now, and we'll be taking them up until probably like February 1st. So you have some time. All you walk-ons listening. Yeah, get in your applications ASAP. I mean, it used to be one of those things where we knew the walk-ons that we wanted to be a part of this, whether it be like, you know, Anthony Billis, right? Yeah. That's Jay Billis' son. Yeah. That was a wig for us. We wanted him to be a part of this, you know? I should you bring up a good point. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys who are walk-ons that are somebody's son. Yes. Um that doesn't help you in this scholarship. It doesn't hurt you. Steven is always yeah, shook right is, now. He, he thought this was, like, was oh. gonna be the moment. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, there, there, there are a lot of uh, uh, somebody. Better Stephen Sons, Stephen Belichick or Stephen Izzo? <laughs> That's really the question right now. People are wondering. We, the committee has been instructed. Uh, no favoritism. This is not a. This is not a. Uh, uh, this is so, Condoleezza. Yeah. She does <laughs> it by the books. All right, you know it. Um, anyway, enough about that. We have to talk. We have to talk business, Tate. We have to talk mm-hmm. about uh, the the AP poll. Basically, is what I want to talk about today. We are, we are live on location. We are in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, enemy territory for you, or is mm-hmm. it not? We'll, we'll we'll get into this a little yes. bit later. We'll get into how you feel about Durham. Um, We're actually on Chapel Hill Street, which is the most ironic part yeah. of this whole experience because the Durham Hotel is on Chapel Hill Street, and that's why people get very confused when they come here. Then, They're like, "The show, our show tonight is at the Carolina Theater in Durham, in the Durham, in the Durham Auditorium." <laughs> it's it's all very very it's confusing. very convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> they can't pick a side. Um, but yeah, we are doing a live show tonight, and uh, we are not going to be releasing the live show. Um, audio so if you missed out sucks to suck i don't Mm -hmm. don't know what else to say that's uh we're doing that by design we are uh because it wouldn't make for good audio anyway like you're not you're not actually missing anything it would make you there'd be a lot of a lot of booze and jeers a lot of heckling getting picked up by the mics um there's some video elements to the show as well Mm -hmm. so if you're not in attendance and you're listening to the show but not seeing it just doesn't have the same effect and let's be quite frank the carolina theater reached out to us they said dave Chappelle is the next show up yeah dave Chappelle does not let people have cell phones on dave Chappelle Mm -hmm. does not let people video dave Chappelle does not let people take photos what do you guys want to do? And I said, whatever Dave Chappelle whatever says Dave is what we want to do. Yeah. So people are going to come to this show and be like, who do these guys think the they are? 
<laughs> yeah, we're, we're literally making people put their phones in bags like Chappelle does. Yeah, you have to do everything that Chappelle does. So if you go and to the only, show tonight and you it, think it's us, yeah. it's not. It's Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it's uh, the, literally the only reason we're doing it is because we think it's hilarious to be like, we, we do what Chappelle does. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's, we're that's actually going to rip cigarettes on stage the entire time just like Dave Chappelle does. We're going to do everything do Dave Chappelle does. Do the thing with the mic where you hit your leg, yes, uh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um. So yeah, we we are in we are in North Carolina, but uh, tonight the actually last night the ACC Big Ten challenge tipped off. Yes, we is, saw Miami uh, play against Illinois last night. Mm-hmm. Chris Likes had a great game, a guy mm-hmm. that uh, was very good for the Muggsy Bogues crowd, the Spud Webb crowd, the the guys that are under five five that thrive. Chris Likes had a great game last night. Um, but it really tips off in earnest tonight. Mm-hmm. The the if you if you're a guy like me that keeps your score mobile app on just top twenty five <laughs> games, that's the only thing that pops up on one of the top twenty five games today. Uh, there were no big 8-10 ACC games last night. It starts tonight. Um, it's a great slate, as it always is. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Michigan launching up the polls and Dayton somehow not, um, and, the, and whether we feel like Dayton got disrespected. Maui versus the Bahamas. Yeah. This yeah. is the the real test, yeah. finally. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit about that, uh, preview of the Ohio State-North Carolina game, and and, and uh, we might have a little visitor joining us later. Mm. We'll, we'll see We'll see if that happens. So uh, we'll get to all of it, but first. Woody Durham. Hey, we're back to the mainland. Uh, the Maui vacation, which lasted, uh, I think it was a full week we were out there. Um, I, I crashed. I don't know about you, but I crashed very, very hard. It, it, reality hit me very hard. I got off the plane in L.A. This is a true story. I got onto the plane in, in Hawaii. I was purposely hamming it up. I had a Hawaiian shirt. I unbuttoned my top three buttons, I think. I think you had your sunglasses. Your Maui yeah. gym's on the entire flight. <laughs> I wore the entire flight. I had a fat... So much so that people were like, is that guy blind? <laughs> like, we're not sure. I had a fat lay on. Mm-hmm. I was just going for the full visual of the guy stepping up. I wanted everyone in the airport when I landed at LAX Well, you really like, just wanted to make Moses jealous. You yeah, wanted to get right, home and Moses right. to look at you and say, I wish I could have gone to Maui. That's exactly what I was going for. And we touched down at LAX, and it was like 40 degrees and raining. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, this was a huge mistake. I was wearing shorts and flip-flops and a Hawaiian shirt. And uh, and very, very quickly, the point is very quickly, I snapped <laughs> back to reality and was like, oh, we have jobs to do. We have to watch college basketball. And yeah. Those are our jobs now. Yeah. We're officially yeah. back. And I think that's the biggest thing that we learned in Maui is that uh, we were having a great time. We were technically on vacation, but not really. We're working late nights, doing these shows, editing these shows. And as we were kind of getting into the whole, you know, gambit again, and, and everything's exciting for us, we realized that there is no stop. There is no chill. It's not no. like pat ourselves on the back and we can rest and relax. Basketball never stops. It never stops. And we learned that, I mean, as soon as we got back, uh, first off, United, you know, who who was the nice airline that flew us back. <laughs> we had light turbulence the whole way back. We had no Wi-Fi over the Pacific. It's um, tough, man. It's tough. Out we here had for... no food being served. This is Thanksgiving, by the way. So I did not eat before we got on the plane. Uh, I am starving the whole time. I'm begging these people to give me some food. Oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have any more burgers. I'm so sorry. It's a tough life. They have nothing. It's hard. I get off the plane again. It's 40 degree weather. We had made some jokes uh, as we were getting on the plane. We heard Michigan people saying, I don't want to go back to the cold. We were laughing, saying, I can't wait to go back to beautiful, sunny California. Yeah, sucks to be you. We're going back to, yeah. Karma California. came back to bite us in that yeah. sense. Uh, again, no food. I land in Los Angeles. There's nothing open on Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. what you realize, it's a non-denominational holiday. So everything is Everybody, closed. 24-hour yeah. subway is closed. My Thanksgiving, I had no food. <laughs> it ended with me at a gas station eating Pringles. Uh, with one of our production partners who was uh, there helping us with the show, the two of us. And we both said, if our parents saw us on Thanksgiving <laughs> ravaging through Pringles at a gas station, they would be very, very 
upset yeah. with us. So that was my Thanksgiving. And then the next day, I flew to North Carolina, like you said. Had to catch up. Probably slept like 12 hours. My parents were worried as to what happened in Maui. Would I ever come back from the Maui mood? And now we're back. We're officially that's the, back. That's the untold story of the Maui Invitational is the flight out on Thanksgiving when the airport's packed and you're eating Pringles out <laughs> for it's dinner. It's a sad story. Yeah. It's not Everything as, else about Maui is great, but then you're coming back home and that is like, as like, decadent shit, as I thought it would be, honestly. What have I done? Um, we have to get down to business. Mm. Uh, uh, there's one massive story in college basketball right now. Um, it is the Michigan Wolverines, uh, and, and it coincides with Michigan getting their ass kicked in football to Ohio State for the 400th time in a row. Um, and I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it worked out beautifully for Michigan fans that they're watching Ohio State kick their ass in football, and they're like, "What? What? How can we possibly recover from this?" And Juwan Howard says, "Right over here. I got you guys. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to wipe up yeah. this sweat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get on the ground." Um, he he went full throttle. We had our, we had the questions when Juwan Howard was was hired. We talked about culture versus culture, mm. and <laughs> turns out culture wins. <laughs> culture won out. <laughs> Juwan Howard is for real. It appears. Yes. Michigan he might goes have from, both cultures handled. He really you know, he's on both yeah. sides of the culture, which is very, very well done. Uh, uh, Michigan goes from unranked to number four, the high, the tide for the highest jump ever with, I think, like Kansas in the 80s or something, mm-hmm. did it? Something um, crazy, yes. This is, it's, it's kind of unprecedented that we've ever seen this. Uh, you, and, you and I spent a lot of time talking about the Maui bump. As it turns out, the Bahamas boost, as mm-hmm. you're calling it, uh, may have, have a little more power. Michigan beats North Carolina, your beloved North Carolina yes. Tar Heels. Um, which honestly, I don't think that's enough for them to jump that high in the polls. Cause we'll get into this in a second. I don't think Carolina is very good and I'm going to have this thrown back in my face tomorrow night when Ohio <laughs> state loses. I am not um, arguing that right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure anyone's any good, maybe except for yeah. Michigan right now. Yeah. And the funny thing about Michigan right, is that the AP poll, yes, they put them number four and that was this huge jump, but every single other media outlet, including like the Seth Davis's of the world, they put them number one. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Cause they, they beat Carolina and that on its own is like, okay, you win one game against a team that mm-hmm. I don't even think is that great. It's just Cole Anthony and a bunch of guys trying to figure it out. But then they beat the shit out of Gonzaga, who I did think was playing pretty well. Um, and, and I think at this point, Gonzaga is, has the reputation, like the idea of Gonzaga, we're not really sure what they are. Like, those days are long gone. Like Gonzaga every single year has a great program, and a great team. And they beat the hell out of them. Um, so yeah, going into the poll, we, st- we start seeing these brave souls stepping up like Seth Davis, like Jeff Goodman mm-hmm. saying, fuck it. I'm putting them number one. I'm putting them number one. And I think they got nine first place votes, right? Yes. In, and, in, in and, and the craziest thing to me was that when all that was happening, it felt like everyone that was putting them number one thought that they were doing something revolutionary I'm shake it up and, and then it turns out that every single person put them yeah. number one and then everyone kind of turned back against Michigan and then when they were number four people were like oh I thought that they were going to be number one Graham so, Couch didn't rank them because they haven't played a true road game <laughs> <laughs> Graham Couch says I don't respect the Bahamas I don't respect Maui play on the road prove it Prove your word. <laughs> well, they are proving it tonight. They're playing the number one team in the country. We should also point out that one of the press conferences in Maui, not to keep throwing it back to Maui, but Graham Couch was in front of us asking was, a question, yeah. and I was like, why is that voice so familiar? And he goes, that's Graham Couch. <laughs> we have it down the podcast. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> On the old, uh, the old podcast. So uh, I want to talk broader sense. Um, first of all, Michigan um, – it, it's weird. It's one of those cases where I'm not going to pretend like I called it. Don't uh, don't misinterpret what I'm saying here, <laughs> folks. Calm down. Um, but I guess it's not that surprising when you look at the guys they have back. Like they've had. Uh, we're talking about culture versus culture. Like the guys that are are still there in the program are are upperclassmen. You have Teske, Xavier Simpson, um, Livers, who Livers, started as who a freshman is, yeah, in a national championship game. Um, you have you have something. these guys that have been around, and like the fear of like Jawan Howard stepping into something, and like. Does Dewan Howard know how to run a college basketball program? Will will this work? 
like at the end of the day, these guys have have been trained and have had John Beeline ingrained in them, and like they know how to they know what they're doing basically, mm-hmm. and they've played together forever. And um, and then Jawan Howard steps in and sprinkles his little magic on there, and and he seems like a fun coach to play for. Everyone loves him. I, I talked to a. So I was talking to, to Greg Oden this morning, who may or may not be making an appearance on this podcast later. Um, I was talking to him about it. I was like, yeah, Michigan. Depending on when his haircut yeah. is over. <laughs> it's like, you think that we're teasing that yeah, as sort of a joke? We're actually not. We're just like, we don't know if Greg will be on this yeah, podcast. We, we so. told him to come by in like 45 minutes, and I have no idea. He, he said, he, I'll see you at 5 o'clock. He, he gets in a new city, and just his <laughs> eyes light up, and who the hell knows? He's eating cheddar biscuits somewhere. <laughs> just like stuff in his face. Um, but no, I told him I told him Michigan drank fourth, and, and his eyes lit up. He had a big smile. He's like, I'm so happy for Jawan. And I was like, well, what makes you say that? Cause he played for him in Miami. And he's like, he's like, he's just the greatest guy. He's so fun to play for all that kind of stuff. And the point of bringing that up is that I'm sure there's an element of that, but to the larger point, Tate, um, maybe we shouldn't have been so surprised because there were a lot of talented guys coming from this just sticking around. They lost Charles Matthews. They lose Brad Dacus. They lose Jordan swaggy pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the core that came back has been playing together forever. They've won a ton of ball games. Maybe it shouldn't be the biggest shock in the world that Michigan. And they have the little brother of a guy that we know, you yeah. know, Wagner. We got Franz Wagner now, who's there, who is, I mean, somehow just like the guard version of his brother at some level. So it's like this Michigan team sort of all fits and and they check the boxes of what you'd expect from them. And the funniest thing that you said was that you know the Michigan fans they needed this boost right to be number mm-hmm. four in the nation. But just two spots behind him is Ohio State. State. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. like they don't really get that and, much vindication by being tonight, only two stops. By the time today, most yeah. people listen to this, they're likely have already lost to Louisville. <laughs> and likely. Like, but that's not like, you know. Don't we, think we, about that right now. Yeah, if you're listening cares? to this, who cares? They're yeah. going to lose. Like, who knows what the game they, they might not lose. They might win. Who knows? Um, but, but yeah, that is kind of funny. Though. Like, they, they shoot up in the polls and then they're first. They're like, oh, we made it. Top five. This is going to be fun. Oh, shit. We played the number one team in the country on the road. But it, as, we, as we've learned, number one teams at home doesn't really mean anything this season. Yeah, it tends to fall. And especially, uh, you know, a lot of people may say that we are in Durham the night that Duke is not in town for a purpose, for a reason. <laughs> this was not pre-planned. And in fact, I do want to point this out. When we first had this show booked, we didn't even know necessarily that we would even have a podcast put together by the time we did this show. So that's no. why it was billed as one night in North Carolina yeah. because we didn't we didn't know. We thought it might just be our one shot or one night. Now we know it's not our one night, not our one shot. Uh, we we changed it to yeah, a now, night. Now it's just a night. Hey, you know, just, just, one just one night. Um, uh, you brought up uh, Wagner and Wagner's baby bro mm-hmm. is uh, is on on Michigan and and leading the charge for them right now. I I actually reached out for comment. Oh, I, wow. I reached out to Mo Wagner. Wow, I slid please. I slid into the Instagram DMs. Um, not, he's always he's always ready and available. Surprisingly, he's, he's very active on Instagram. At least in my experience, he'll he'll do the uh, clapping emojis on my stories from time to time. He'll just uh, put crying laughing emojis. Um. All that kind of stuff. He he he. One time, <laughs> he reached out to me to come on the podcast. I think it's because we were having Duncan on so often. He yes. was like, he was no, like, he's, he's, he's a little like, jealous. He's like having yeah. me on. So I slide into his D, to his DMs. He's like Duncan was the sixth man. Okay, <laughs> put me on the show. <laughs> he's calling KOC. You call the guy a media whore like thirty times, <laughs> and he still wants to come on. We should have him on the defense. Well, they made the final well, four. I gave him, here's the point. I gave him a chance. I DM'd him last night. I said, "Baby bro, has UM ranked in the top five already?" Many people are pointing out that you were at Michigan for three years and never got into the top five. And these people are saying this proves your brother is better than you. Care to comment? Perhaps come on the pod to discuss. No response. Oh, did he see it? That's a good. Oh, let me check that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a second. Hold on. He didn't. Uh, 
Oh, I just doubled. Actually, I'm an idiot. You just bumped it again. <laughs> just in case you didn't see this, Mo. No, I guess he hasn't seen it. Okay, uh, good. Not, okay, well, he right, that's not as scandalous as I thought. Okay. I, thought, I thought he was ducking it. I thought he was. Uh, he I was mean, scared. he could be ducking it. He probably saw the start of that where he said, "You never were in the top five. and he was like, "I'm not reading any more of that." <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely not going on the new podcast. Um, so the uh, this, this it's hilarious though because the the ACC coming to the ACC Big Ten Challenge, Duke Michigan State was. Mm-hmm. Maybe going to be one versus two at the start of the season yes. when you're K versus yeah. O. I mean, yeah. everyone's going to talk about Michigan There's State a... was the team to beat. Duke was the young up and coming mm-hmm. team. People were expecting Cassius Stan- Stanley to be making some big rise right now. Of course, he's injured. The B level game was going to be Ohio State, North Carolina. We figured North Carolina would be ranked like fifth, Ohio State probably in the 17, yeah, 16, 17 some, range. Somewhere in there. We've learned that yeah. the AP poll loves to put uh, a token Ohio team around like the 18, 19 mm-hmm. mark. We used to always joke that it was, you know, back in the day when we had, you know, you know Chris Mack and, and Mick Crone and Ed Xavier and Cincinnati that they'd always make them 18, 19, and they yeah. just battle it out to see who's going to be in front of the other. And now it looks like the new play Dayton. is yeah, just put Dayton there, you know, this which I called by the way. Yes. You and did. one of the videos we did, uh, going to the Maui the Invitational, presser, yes. the, the very first one we did, I said, Dayton's going to get the Maui bump. They are going to be ranked. Like I said, like 19th, I'm calling my shot. They're going to mm-hmm. be ranked 19th. Um, and they are, uh, but coming to the ACC big 10 challenge, uh, uh, Duke, Michigan state was supposed to be the big game. Carolina, Ohio state was like the, the secondary, it, th- that's why they're staggered on different nights. Was yes. Duke, Michigan State's tonight. Tomorrow night was the the main attraction was Carolina, Ohio State. And then I would say even then, like the th- the third best game was probably Virginia Purdue, a, re- a rematch of the Elite Eight um, in Mackey Arena, the beautiful bathrooms. Um, <laughs> it was it was that was supposed to be the third best game, and then. Come to find out, we now have number one versus number four as the premier game tonight. And come to find out, we have a live show in the middle of the game. (laughs) So uh, as you can tell, we did not really expect to be doing a podcast at this time and to be talking about these games because the game starts at 730 Eastern. The show for us starts at eight o'clock. So at any point during the show, we may have to cut away to show uh, what's going on in this Louisville-Michigan game because this is the real test to see who is actually number one because like we said, everyone wanted to put Michigan number one, put Louisville number two, Louisville and the AP poll of course is officially number one so this is the, well, this the is, battle of wills so i guess i want to have a broader discussion about yes. the polling system because uh maryland's ranked number third they have zero first place votes mm-hmm. um which i find fascinating de facto three yeah i find it fascinating in the most mark turgeon way yeah yeah that is that is the most maryland th- maryland has never been ranked number one isn't that correct yes. i think that is a fact they, they were like, number two the, a couple when mellow trimble 2015 yeah. they were number two and carolina was number I one i think maryland is like the best program to never be ranked number one mm-hmm. that's like a thing with them um so it's hilarious that they get no first place votes <laughs> even though like the top two teams obviously got a lot of first place kansas and and, and uh, uh louisville yep and then maryland gets zero first place votes and then you have Michigan and uh, who's number five now? Uh, Virginia. Virginia. That's right. They're getting mm-hmm. a ton of first place votes, um, but none for Maryland, which is funny to me. Uh, so I, I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about um, it, it feels like there's a shift that happens uh, where right around this time, it's like the, after the Thanksgiving tournaments are played, everyone shifts from like preseason expectations to then it's resume. I feel like the word resume doesn't come out until after these tournaments mm-hmm. are played these early season tournaments. Um, and that's really fascinating because you get a mixture of people's opinions on where they stand with everything, which is like, which is to say like, I don't, I don't think even the nine people that voted Michigan number one, I don't think, I think all of them would tell you if, if you got them behind closed doors and, and put some truth serum into them, they probably don't even think Michigan's one of the 10 best teams in the country. If we're being completely honest, but resume but wise, resume wise, they have by far the best resume. So they have to be number one. And it's very fascinating because like some people will even admit it. Like there are people that will get on Twitter. that are like, 
Yeah, Michigan. I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't. I, I would pick fifteen teams to beat Michigan head to head right now. But they have the best resume, so I'm going to put them one. And then you get people chirping at them like, "What the fuck would you put them one then?" And uh, the difference in <laughs> philosophy is is really crazy right now because everyone also agrees that all the polls are meaningless. I was going to say, then you December, look at someone like Fred Fraschilla yeah, who says January no poll matters until January first. And then you get all the answers to that, which is what happens January 1st. <laughs> they, you know, or, like, or, you get, you, or you get the thing where like Michigan fans right now are like, like they beat North Carolina and Gonzaga. They get mm-hmm. two top 10 wins and they were on rank. So they're like, I guess this just proves that the AP pollsters are idiots. But now thank God they have it figured out because they voted it. Like the, the logic there, if, if they're idiots it's last week, logic. wouldn't they it just be idiots this around. week? Yes. Would they vote you top five? Um, yeah, like people think we shouldn't have any. I don't. It, it's all hilarious because. Uh, but but anyway, where where do you stand on this? Like, how how do you assess all these teams? Like, wh- wh- what do you think matters? Is Michigan being fourth crazy to you? No, like, I don't think it's of- crazy at all. But I I think the thing that is really crazy is that, like we said, we don't even know who the top team top team is. Like, yeah. we haven't quite figured it out. We we watched Kansas and you know Maui. We saw them kind of deliver the goods against Dayton. I thought that Dayton would bump up to like a 12-13 just because of mm-hmm. how they played in the, the Maui I was really tournament. surprised by that because if Dayton, my question is like if it's the, what have you done ball, for me lately now with all the polls? It's kind of like bounces one different way against Kansas. Is Dayton sixth? <laughs> you know, like, I mean seriously, that's really I mean, like, I mean, they lose like, an overtime at the last. You know, they, is, is, and then Ohio State is nineteen because yeah, they have to have the token <laughs> Ohio team. Like this is the biggest like back and yeah. forth. They didn't know what to do. They're like six or nineteen. We don't know. The, the other kind of crazy thing is as you've looked through all these games, like is. Michigan as beloved and number four and talked about as much if Jawan Howard isn't doing these antics. Like if Jawan Howard is not wiping the floor for the towel guy, which we need to point out. I mean, there's been a lot of issues with all these, like in Maui, we saw these little kids that didn't want to wipe up the sweat. Yeah. Uh, And obviously the Bahamas had the same problem because Jawan Howard's on the ground, wiping up the sweat. Then of course, Jawan Howard pulls out what he did at Kentucky, the dance, you know what what I mean? The problem is the, the, the floor wipers unionized. (laughs) (laughs) And these are the, these are the scabs. The yeah, kids stepped up. Fair wage, man. Come on, pay these kids. I mean, the kids in Maui could not have cared less about sweat on the floor. In fact, they were dumping Dasani water on the floor. You know what I mean? Like in solidarity, because they're like, I'm tired of wiping up the sweat. To, this is a true story. We were watching this uh, in Maui. We're watching these kids walk out with the towels. They they would not bend over. They would they would hold the top the one end of the towel and let the other end of the towel touch the floor and then they would step on the other end of the towel and slowly, slowly walk slowly and they weren't even walking like on little the, zombie kids like it was kind of scary actually <laughs> they weren't even walking on the por- parts that had the moisture and tate and i kept noticing this and we tried we tried to discreetly film them doing this <laughs> but then we realized like if you put out footage of this like what is the implication here that you were filming kids yes like, we're filming little children, <laughs> little children wipe up sweat at a basketball <laughs> yeah. game and also when you have your phone out and you're pointing at <laughs> obviously at the little kids that are wiping up the sweat people just really get weirded out by but you it. have to trust us it was not creepy it was actually very no, funny. No, it was journalism. Because yeah, we're just like, no wonder right. people were slipping. And then you would see like Agbaji like pointing at the ground. And he's like, there's sweat right here. And then the little kids, they're just, they don't care. They're like, yeah. Get rid These of little it. kids are swinging AP. <laughs> like, they're, they're determining the AP poll. They're swinging Vegas lines. Yeah, I was going to say, kids. like, they're, they're probably just the fix is in, man. You think it's the refs? It's the towel boys. That's it. You got to go lowest confidence. It's like Charlie and the Chocolate uh, Factory. You got to get so, to the kids. So, how do you reconcile the idea that Michigan is ranked fourth in the country, yet even Michigan fans, I think, would admit, like, like if, if Michigan was playing, they seem happy to be here, right? There's no what like Michigan, Virginia. Do, do Michigan fans really think they would beat Virginia or um, I, I don't know, or even Michigan State right now? They probably do actually, but um, there there are a lot of teams that people would point to and say 
that team is better than Michigan, yet Michigan is ranked fourth because they have the best resume. How do we reconcile that? Because I, at the same time, I'm fine with Michigan being fourth. Mm-hmm. I, I actually love this. I think this is a great idea. I Back in the day when Indiana beat Kentucky when Kentucky in the Anthony Davis year when mm-hmm. the Watford shot. Yes. Um, Indiana was uh, Indiana was undefeated at the time. They just beat Kentucky. They're the only team that could beat Kentucky. I was arguing that they should be number one, even though it was the same sort of logic. I was like, I don't actually think they're the best team, but like, I mean, they're undefeated and they just beat the team that everyone thinks is the best team. Shouldn't that matter for something? So I, I'm all, I'm cool with it, but at the same time, it's hard for me to reconcile. It hurts my brain to really think about it because I'm like, I don't. If you pick the NCAA tournament field right now, I would not have Michigan as a one seed. As a well, maybe I'll give them the one seed for resume, but like as I'm fleshing it out, I would not mm-hmm. have them in the final four, certainly. Absolutely not. And I yeah. think that they are sort of banking on what we saw a couple years ago. We keep talking about the, the Maui bump, obviously, and what Notre Dame did. I think Michigan has a little bit of that. And I think that they have the excitement of Jawan Howard being around the program. And again, the media loves this Michigan team, which is very interesting to me because when Beeline left, someone that the media adored, yeah. you felt like there would just be this contingency to say, well, this isn't the culture that Beeline had. There's something a little bit different here. But somehow with Martelli, which I think Phil Martelli coming in with Jawan Howard, mm-hmm. a lot of people want to talk about how great Jawan Howard has done, and I I agree. I think he's been perfect for this team. He's got them all buying in. They look like the Michigan team that we've seen the past four or five years. But Phil Martelli on the bench, having a seasoned guy like that, and they even interviewed him after one of the games. I think it was after the Carolina game, and he threw it back to the studio, and he was like, Jameer Nelson told me that, you know, Jawan Howard is one of the greatest guys in basketball. And for Jameer to tell me that, and of course, Jameer's in the studio, and he's like sitting there listening to his old coach, and he's loving every every second of it. And all I'm thinking to myself, where's Delonte West? Can we ask Delonte (laughs) West what he thinks about Jawan Howard? Um, But Phil Martelli and Jawan Howard being there on the bench, having these guys buy in already, having Jameer Nelson kind of co-sign Jawan Howard as this amazing guy. The, the whole media spin on Michigan is what has kind of shot them up to the top, I think. Yeah. And what I'm worried about now is that we have the high expectations on Michigan. So when they do flounder a bit and they have right. some bad games, what will that look like? And we don't know what could happen tonight, but they could go to Louisville and, and beat Louisville. Win. And then they are officially number one yeah. and people are freaking out. Well, speaking of Louisville, uh, Louisville ranked number one in the country. Um, they do, do we feel like this is there, – there's an element – so. Again, I got to choose my words here. I, the, 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 the larger point is this tape. We, we really don't know shit about any of these teams, <laughs> which is why, like, I'm kind of I'm sterling. I think trying Bob to, like, Hurley going undefeated every single November and December has yeah. ruined all of the resume talk. Yeah. It has ruined the idea of being undefeated because no one really knows. And that's why Fran Schill and all these guys are like, just wait till January. It's, that, that's the new mile yeah, marker. It's I mean, like, it's, just wait till it's January. It's messed me up because I'm like talking on both sides of my mouth about it. Like, I'm like, Michigan deserves it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, come on. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah, this, exactly. And the same thing with Louisville. I'm like, they're, they're, they got Nora who might be the best player in the country. They have a ton of experience. Like uh, their whole starting lineups, upperclassmen, mm-hmm. uh, they all came back. Um, but like, did they really even do anything last year? Like, is it a good thing that they all came back? So like at the one hand, I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. They <laughs> should be number one. They're, they're, they got a great player and a ton of upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at the same time, what they had their they had their Wait, souls they had their souls sucked out of their bodies by Duke and were never the same again last year. Uh, is this the t- is this your king? This is your king. <laughs> um, but but I feel that way about like every team. There's obvious flaws with every team. That's the beauty of college basketball. That's how we arrived here. What do you, have you watched any Louisville yet? Do you have any opinions on Louisville? You're My opinion on Louisville is that Chris Mack is 
not only a mastermind, but when he left Xavier, he left his alma mater. We had this kind of moment where, like, did Chris Mack just sell out? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, this is and the, he did, but... and, he, and he did, <laughs> but he didn't just sell out just to go there and mail it in. You know, like we've seen before, like maybe a Billy yeah. Gillespie when he went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, wow, I can't believe I got this job. Let's see how long I can like hold me on when the I move across the country to work for the Ringer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like one of those big, sort of one, one of those big time <laughs> moves like that. You know, and I think with Chris Beck, he's somehow been able to take these guys that were here under the Patino era. And I think what we've also learned is that the Patino guys that were there are what we expect from Patino guys, like Russ Smith, you know, when he told mm-hmm. the whole story about he was not a McDonald's All-American, you know? And Chris Mack has got these guys to buy in. Jordan War is like an actual star. And if you remember the game last year in Chapel Hill, in the Dean Dome, Louisville wrecked Carolina. And Carolina, yeah. I think, was a better team last year than they were this year. And there was a lot of those guys, like Jordan had a great game in that game. And that kind of set the tone for this season. They believe that they're a top-five team. And I think that would be my only hesitation with Michigan, where I'm not sure they've even bought into the yeah. idea that they're a top five team. I think Louisville believes it. I think Maryland, I don't think, I think they're just happy no one's talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, Maryland's I mean? like, don't talk about us. Please, <laughs> please, don't, please talk don't talk about us. bring us up. I think Kansas has officially become like the 1A or the 1B, whatever you want to call it, with Louisville. And then from there, there's like a steady drop-off of, I don't think Carolina is the seventh best team in the country, but they also beat an Oregon team that I think is a really good basketball team. So, and they somebody were number 11. Yeah, the someone top has five. to be we there. We have to have five teams in the top five. Yeah, they yeah, have a quality win, and then Virginia's holding yeah. teams to 20 points, like per usual. So, of course, they're a top five team. Well, let's talk about Virginia a little bit. Virginia is fascinating to me. They play Purdue uh, tomorrow night, I yes. believe. Yep. Yeah, um, which is is going, it, I, I think there's going to be a lot of, actually, there's not going to be any hype whatsoever. It's it's Purdue and Virginia. Like, no one's going to talk about but it. But how many Even times will they game, mention but, Carson Edwards and the yeah. Elite Eight? game is really the that's question. what i was gonna say like whatever hype there is around it is they're gonna talk about the elite eight game and and um oh, how I this is a rematch that. it's not even close to a rematch purdue is a completely different team mm-hmm. um the, their offense is the, matt the, harms is about the only familiar yeah. face of nojo eastern you they know got proctor mean? the kid the transfer from high yep. point is their leading scorer right now but they don't have the uh this is more of a traditional purdue team where like they're going to win by playing defense and mm-hmm. flopping um <laughs> <laughs> and hustle and uh, <laughs> clapping a lot. Matt Harms throwing his arms up to get the crowd going. Bill like, Titus just started clapping yeah, in his house right now. Your poor mother is like, my goodness, Mark, please. Um, that's how Purdue is going to win games this year. It's not going to be Carson Edwards dropping 50. No, they're they're not going to have anybody like they're not going to be lighting it up like they have in recent years. Um, and meanwhile, Virginia, same sort of thing. Like this is an old school Virginia team, an old school Tony Bennett team where this really, honestly, it's still early in the season. I don't want to get crazy with with, with all this, but at, if, if this continues, this might be the best defensive team Tony Bennett has ever had, but but it might be the worst offensive team he's ever had as well. Like Diakite is is made the jump. He's doing some cool stuff. He can shoot threes now. That's awesome. Um, he's versatile, but all, all of the problems with Virginia going into the se- going into every NCAA tournament where people are like, yeah, they can guard, but what happens when you know? Some team is hitting threes on them. Can they match it with their offense? That is definitely going to be no. Yeah, yeah. This I year, mean, that's definitely going to be a problem. Diakite will be their you know guy that they point to in that position and be like, hey, Diakite, you want to take some more threes? And yeah. like, Kia Clark has been great. I think that he's kind of made the leap too. But it does still feel like the guys that were. Then obviously, you know, you lose your three main guys with Kyle Guy and you know Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter. Obviously, these are you know the other two guys basically, and now they've made that leap. Braxton Key's still there, but Huff's that's what still I mean. There. Like yeah, you, kind, like, you kind of forget that like Jay Huff is a talented guy that can get buckets at some Jay point. Jay Huff was destroying Duke before Zion yes. killed him. Like he can't. I mean, it was for like five minute stretch, but he comes in and I remember the game a here strong in Durham. Seventh man, yeah, on that he comes team in and was killing, and then Zion dunked on him, and then Tony was like, "Sit your ass on the bench. You're, <laughs> done, you're done for the night." <laughs> Speaking oh, wait, of Zion, hell, yeah. where is he right now? Because. Uh, 
I was looking for, you know, where I, I was coming tonight. To yeah, our show. That's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, can someone, I, you don't even know how many. So go can, to cookout. He's probably, <laughs> can we, can we do our, should we do our scoop on the podcast? So we get ahead of this. Is this something that we should point yeah, out? So we can put it documented that we have it now. Yes. And then that before way it breaks, it'll you break know, nationally. And, yeah, before it tweets that, it out. Yeah, it is currently one thirty-seven Eastern on, uh, on Tuesday. So that, that's the timestamp. Go ahead. Break the news. So the scoop that we have here, folks and uh drum roll, please. We have no drums. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Tyler Hansborough, who was supposed to be our premier North Carolina mm-hmm. guest, so much so that I was like, you know what? Why would I reach out to other North Carolina people? Because we're going to have T hands. He's in Chapel yeah. Hill. He's going to have Psycho the stories T himself. For, yeah. for us. You know what I mean? He's going to talk about the time he dunked on Kenny George, and then Kenny George had to get his foot amputated. I don't he's, know if they're related. That's what he's gonna t- I was, don't know if they're related to that, one. <laughs> that was our first stories. topic. I was like Kenny George. Uh, <laughs> I get a call Sunday, uh, not from Tyler, because Tyler was on a plane to China. China. And that is the scoop, folks. <laughs> Tyler Hansborough is going back to China to play basketball, which in turn means that Tyler Hansborough will not be in Durham, North mm-hmm. Carolina, which is not in China tonight mm-hmm. to do our live show. But it also gives us our first scoop of the year. Congratulations to Tyler Hansborough and to the Shinzu or Shinda, wherever he's going. He's going somewhere in China. So congratulations to the Chinese Basketball Association. I guess you guys deserve it. Yeah. So now, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so now we know where Hansborough stands on on all this. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. yeah. So for all that hate you threw at LeBron. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I need. You know what? Before I comment on this story, I'm going to need more time to gather the facts. I got to gather all the facts before I comment on this. This involves China. The fact is that Tyler China China got on a flight Sunday and was in China by Monday. I was like, sorry, man. Here's a video. I won't be there. What happened is you called him to come to the live show. He agreed to do it because he's like a nice guy and can't tell people no. And as soon as he hung up, he called his agent and was like, I got to go to China. I, I have to find a job somewhere before December 3rd. And then the December keep 7th. Kenny George. December 2nd rolls around. His agent's like, all we have is China, Tyler. That's the only place. He's like, perfect. done. It's perfect. I'll see <laughs> Ty Lawson up. over there. That was, the other, that was our number what two. Else do I, need? I was like, Ty, what's going on with you? He's like, still in China. <laughs> I'm like, playing? He's like, yes, playing. Okay, great. Oh, uh, God. So what, what what games have we talked about already? We've we got the, the we've previewed the Louisville-Michigan game beautifully. Yep. Uh, Virginia-Purdue. Um, I think I think Virginia's going to win, but who knows? Purdue-Purdue. Mackey Arena is is absolutely insane, but but like I said, the Virginia Virginia on paper is much better than Purdue this year. But this is going to be a very very ugly game. This is not going to if if you're going into this Virginia Purdue game thinking, oh sweet, a rematch of last year's Elite Eight, this will mm-hmm. be fun. You're wrong. It will not be fun. It might be close, but it will not be fun. Virginia's holding teams to like 24 points. A no, game literally, they're like it's people insane. just send us you know the Tonys every single time. They're like Virginia held a team. To, sometimes I have to look it up to make sure that I'm not going crazy, or if it's not one of those like. I just saw the bottom line wrong. You know what I mean? And it's like the women's basketball team with Virginia held someone to 21 points. And then you look and you're like, no, yeah. that's just old Tony doing his thing. You you could legitimately ask me if the Virginia football team, I know they're good this year. I know yes. they're playing the ACC championship. 39 to 30. Congratulations to the Be Wahoos. That you, could, you could genuinely ask me, does the Virginia football team or basketball team give up more points so far this season? And I would have to think about it. And I would think I would say basketball because basketball points are easier. Yeah, it's certainly camp. But I don't know, because as you said, like it feels like every three days someone's tweeting at us, like, "Did you see Virginia held a team to twelve points?" Like, what? And you're like, "When? Where? <laughs> Who do they play?" <laughs> then you look at it's like uh, a legitimate team. You're like, yeah. "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what was better um, than that? Yeah. What What other games we got to talk about? Duke, Michigan State. What Duke, are our Michigan State. Yeah, I just want to talk about like sort of what happened with Coach K and this whole, I mean, the the whole Stephen F. Austin storyline, and I think there's been a lot of uh, chatter about... Choose your words carefully. The man was injured. He 
Is on his deathbed. Well, that's what I want to okay, say. Okay. I want to point this out. I, I thought you were about to make we jokes. laughed. We laughed. You know what yeah. I mean? And and you cannot laugh at serious health concerns. Yeah. And so for that reason, we do want to say, Coach K, get well soon. Yeah. We want you to be healthy. We want you to be 100% on the sideline. And we want you, if you're not 100%, to put all of it on John Shire. Yeah. To just, to just <laughs> load him. You know what I mean? Like, there will be no load management. John Shire will take everything. John Shire you, will you, take your load. Yes, yes. <laughs> Shire, you take that load. And Coach K, you rest up because we need you full 100% for when the real boys come in next year. Because this class, and in the, the words of Tom Green, these are not his guys. These are not his guys. I mean, obviously, not his team, not his players. If Coach K, if Coach K came out, was like, these are not my guys. I didn't want any of these guys. The crazy, dude. The crazy thing about it is, right? I'm watching the Winthrop game the other night. And again, I'm in North Carolina. My family's favorite pastime is to watch Carolina survive a game. So you watch the Oregon game. It was a survival game. I don't think they played very well, but Baycott had a great game, the freshman. So we're excited about Baycott. And then of course, you know, it's like, why don't we turn it over to the Duke game? See what's going on in this Winthrop game. Winthrop's pretty good, you know, or, or Duke's really bad. And I don't know which one it is, but Winthrop was playing pretty well in that game. And as you're watching it, I, I was saying to, you know, to, to my family, I'm like, I know Delorier. I know Trey Jones. I know Jack White. Like, you know the guys that's on Duke's team. It's not like, I mean, obviously the, the younger guys are more like, but it's a familiar team and they still can't quite piece it together for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Champions Classic, again, is the biggest fraud because when I watched Trey Jones and that Duke team play in that game against Kansas, I was like, oh, Duke has an identity. Like, yeah. They're going to be a tough nosed, old school Duke team with Trey Jones kind of leading it on defense. And they've just gone away from that. I think Matthew Hurt is someone that could end up being a piece for them that would be supplemental. I, I just, as I went through their team, I'm like, how are they not better? But they're not. And I don't know what to think of Duke. And what I say to that is, Coach K is obviously not 100% He's healthy because he would have figured it out by now. He would have been figured yeah, out. Yeah, right, right, right. Switch everything <laughs> and shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's the rule. Yeah, he would he, say that if he was 100%. Yeah, like last year, right now he's coughing when he's trying to say last that. Last year he had the brilliant coaching strategy of just switch everything so we don't have to practice defense yeah. ever. Yeah. Just, we'll just switch RJ, everything. Zion, yeah. keep dancing. Just, just switch everything and give the ball to Cameron RJ Zion. Yeah. Keep shooting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was he was brilliant. He was on top of it last year. This year, it, it's it's uh, more of a struggle. Trey Jones, um, is he? If his name was like Curtis Marmaduke, and he mm. was from, he was from and he was from uh, uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. <laughs> yes, would anyone give a shit about him? Or, like the, the idea. Mm. I don't mean to, Trey Jones is not a bad basketball player. No, Trey no, Jones no. is a good basketball player. You just saying um, that people tend to think that he is Tyus Jones. They tend to they coming into the season. Mm-hmm. There there were people that believed that he was the best point guard in college basketball. Even with Cassius Winston, even with Cowan at, at Maryland, even with all the Marcus Howard at, at Marquette. Like there are a ton of great point guards in college basketball. And there are people that believe that Trey Jones, because those are the three you heard of. It was Cash Winston, Cole Anthony, and Trey Jones. And Cole Anthony, yeah, I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Who, who does he play for? Oh yeah, North Carolina. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, Trey Jones was was billed as like one of the best point guards in college basketball, and he still probably technically is one of the best if we're being if we want to. Would be fair, yeah, semantics, whatever. But like the idea that he's on par with the Cole Anthony and all that is only because of his name, right? Mm-hmm. And his brother, Basketball Jones. That's what it is, right? <laughs> That's all it is. And I mean, it's it's also funny too because K before the season, if you watch from the ACC media days, 
he had leaned in so hard to Trey Jones, sort of what he did with Grayson a few years back. And when K usually does that, it means that they're going to deliver the goods. Yeah. And that's why I say he must not be healthy because yeah. he had he had leaned in so hard on Trey Jones and he hasn't given him I don't a good shot. I, I should I should again I'm I'm talking on both sides of my mouth because that's what you have to do at this time of year. Of I, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to have a game this year where everyone all those people that thought he was the best are going to be chirping at me. See, Told it'll you. be against Cole Anthony yeah, yeah, <laughs> in right, North Carolina. Right. Yeah, like he's, exactly. he's 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 a great defender, great mm-hmm. on ball defender. Like I I think Trey Jones is a good player, but like he's not a guy. He's not like his brother, where you can just give him the ball and say. Go, go score, me, yeah, yeah. Give me, go give score me a for us. We, yeah, need, we help. need that. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that like might he may take like a corner three and airball it, and it'll kind of yeah. like it's kind of jarring at the moment. Yeah. But you're like, but well, that's not his game. Yeah, and he's right. asked to be that kind of primary option on offense, and that's why I'm kind of waiting to see who is going to be that primary guy because they have the talent on the team. It's Carey right now. Like Carey's yes, the Carey. only guy yep. they have that like. I think if you did an expansion draft and you blew up Duke's team and like mm. all the other top teams could draft guys, got a little bit of Bagley and I'm got a little bit of bounce. Yeah, if all the other top teams could draft guys from Duke's roster and take them, I think Carey's the only guy that people are like need to have him. They're the only mm. guy. He's the only guy. You tell me, Jack White's over. not getting drafted. Yeah, Jack, Come on. Jack White is probably not getting drafted. Come on. Uh, I like Hurd a lot, but like yeah. he's but but the rest of their team is just role guys that are being asked to be not role guys. You remember like right Matthew Hurt, right? What he'd been to me because when we were in Minnesota, I do remember, uh, yeah. and I had the flu and my back was broken at the time. Uh, Roy Williams was willing to face the polar vortex to go recruit Matthew Hurt, he and yeah. Hurt decided to go to Duke instead. So I still have a faith in Matthew Hurt becoming a, a star because if anyone wants to go through a polar vortex, obviously they must think the kid's pretty damn good. Yeah. So I still think there's hope for Duke to figure it out, but it's all kind of on K to figure out who's going to play where, and he has to kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's his job as the coach. Uh, but but <laughs> yeah, no, as I'm saying, I don't think he. I don't think he's there yet. I'm saying that we got to talk to him. We got to get. We got to. <laughs> John Shire, please reach out to Coach K <laughs> or take the load. You, take you, his load. you figure it out. You figure it out. Whatever you need to do. Uh, can we talk about your team really quickly? Please. Because I, I find it very interesting with, with the Big Ten. There's a lot of you know in the in the top six. There are what three 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 Big, Big Ten teams. Yeah, yeah, the top six, which yeah. is pretty impressive. And North Carolina's the number Big seventeen. Ten Saturday. Yeah, because Saturday. <laughs> Congratulations to the Big Ten. They're doing it. Uh, your team, Caleb Wesson, has lost all this weight, and he yeah. looks like trim. I mean, I'm very intimidated by the Ohio State team because you be. especially after the Michigan game, and North Carolina has struggled against you know some Big Ten opponents in the past. Whether it be Indiana, whether it be Michigan. We saw that on the road a couple years ago when they got blown out. So Ohio State has the perfect kind of setup to beat North Carolina since that like Wesson will kill them inside. Baycott is a true freshman, pretty much their only guy that can be the answer on the inside. Had a, had a great game against Oregon, had a little block party, had about six or seven blocks, which was impressive. But I think that Wesson and your team is built to to make a real run in the Big Ten because you have a legitimate inside presence, which, as we know, inside-out basketball and college basketball tends to work. We we have, I believe, eight guys that are averaging around seven points. I think one guy is averaging 6.9. Nice. Nice. Um, but then the rest are averaging set. Like the, the entire rotation is averaging at least seven points. We're They're very, deep. very deep. deep. Yes. Um, very versatile in that regard. You can throw a lot of different lineups out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I absolutely do love the Ohio State team, and and I've been saying it. For for however long anybody and Kyle wants to Young, to me. for people that don't, Kyle Young is perfect. He's for absolutely college, perfect. Yeah, like for the yeah. college basketball, yeah. just like that big man to come in, take he some fouls. He plays his balls off. Yeah. He's, he's also a white guy that can jump, which is always awesome because mm-hmm. they'll throw lobs to him and then he'll <laughs> catch him and dunk him, and everyone everyone pretends surprised to be surprised. The, the Jay like, Huff thing, yeah, yeah, right. it happens with him too. Right. It's like no, the dude's got bounce. Um, I w- I was very very high on this team coming mm-hmm. into the season. I I've been high on them. Um, I'm going to continue to get high on them. I'm going to get high on them <laughs> tomorrow night, watching them kick your team's ass. Uh, I, I really Probably. like them because they we, we are very versatile. The the one issue I have is um, 
I think the only way like we can actually contend for national titles, DJ Carton has to become almost Mike Conley, like or D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. He has to be the Mike Conley, D'Angelo Russell, which is kind of unfair to. Tell yeah, a freshman. I was gonna say no pressure, yeah. kid. Yeah, no pressure, but like you have to rise that level because I still just think like at the I, I'm big on and you know this we talk about it all the time like mm-hmm. I'm big on guards I, I just made the point with Trey Jones like you need a guard that can take over a guard that can take the ball to make um, a real run at the time big guys are great but big guys cannot create for their themselves most of the time in college basketball so I do love Caleb Weston obviously but um, I think Harden has to become that guy and I I so far I like what I see like he's not mm-hmm. there yet he's not going to be as good as Cole Anthony but like if he can, if he can be a guy that like is is just exploding in the second half of the season, um, and and is that guy that can take over games, uh, we're gonna be really really good. Is there any chance in the Big Ten? And this is kind of looking way down the line. And again, this is all you know conjecture because it's December. Nothing matters till January first. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is there a chance that Caleb Weston becomes kind of like the face of the Big Ten in basketball this year, where everyone thought it was gonna be Cassius Winston, or they thought it was gonna be you know Cowan for Maryland, like, and yeah. then it just becomes like this kind of like big man big, for yeah. Ohio State that trimmed the weight, and then we get the full story every single time. Uh, Caleb Weston lost twenty five pounds this yeah, whole yeah. season, and da 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 da. Because I do feel like it's trending that way because. I don't necessarily believe in Maryland just because I know Mark Turgeon. Yeah, it's tough because Maryland, like, I, I love Maryland's team, but it's it's the same story with them every year with Turgeon, right? Like, it feels like we've, they we've been here number before, 11, I love number Cowan, 10. I love Smith, yeah. Jalen mm-hmm. Smith. Like, that, uh, those two guys right there, those those might, honestly, just from a talent, pure talent perspective, yes. those might be the two most talented guys in the Big Ten, just those two guys. But that doesn't lead to actual success yeah, on the court. But then, yeah, but, but show me something first, you mm-hmm. know, and and – We'll see. <laughs> and Mark Turner and the rest of the Maryland fans are giving us the shush because yeah. they want us to stop talking about Maryland because this is when it all turns sour. As soon as they get the spotlight, like what we saw right. in 2015. Well, thankfully, they play Notre Dame tonight or tomorrow night. Whatever tomorrow night. It is yeah, tomorrow, night. tomorrow night. Um, so they're going to be under the radar. As everyone else is, we're, we're talking about all these other mm-hmm. games. They're under the radar. They just beat Marquette. They just held Marcus Howard. Marcus Howard drops 51 and then 40, I think, in back to back games, 42, something like that. Um, and then he plays Maryland the third game and goes one for 12. And, Maryland and he's looking at his teammates. He's like, "It's about your, it's your turn." Yeah, <laughs> it's like I've done, I've done it. Maryland's SID is trying to wipe all the stories from the internet. He's like, "Don't talk about that." Every, nobody's talking. Yeah, Maryland is trying to fly under the radar because, like you said, every year that 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 when the heat we're comes, getting excited about them, it gets yeah, too hot for Turgeon, and they, they yeah. just want to kind of keep it away in College Park and just you know kind of enjoy the ride. But you're the number three team right now. Everyone's gonna be talking about the Big Ten, and I think. The Big Ten is kind of set up to dominate the ACC Big Ten Challenge, maybe other than, you know, if Louisville gets a big win against Michigan, that maybe takes the headlines away. But if they do kind of sweep it, and we talk about resume but building. Was, but the Louisville-Michigan game was always supposed to go to Louisville. So exactly. that was, when they set up the yeah. lineup, Michigan was supposed to just be like, like they were Happy throwing them a, a free win to Louisville. Like, mm-hmm. so, if, you know, I don't think that hurts the Big Ten's case at all. If, if, if Jawan Howard does the dance in Louisville after he did it as a player, in Kentucky and Rupp, is he the most hated basketball player in Kentucky? You know what I mean? Because like, because yeah. the dance that he did, I saw Kentucky fans like, oh, that's so obnoxious. I remember when he did that to us. Yeah. You know, it was like pure flashbacks of hatred coming out of them. So if he does it in Louisville, it's like they're one thing they can bond on. Yeah. We hate Michigan now. Uh, Kentucky hates Michigan. Isn't Louisville doing the, I, I, I swear I saw this, they're honoring um, Hancock tonight for the, I hope the, so. the 2013 Put the I, I banner think, back. No, I, I swear. I think maybe I, maybe I misread this and it was like a joke. But like I thought I saw that they're they're putting up a most outstanding player banner because Beautiful. they can't hang up the 2013 national. But but the NCAA allowed because you know Hancock was obviously upset Amazing. about all this. He's yeah, like, yeah. 
He's like, I, you're taking away my identity. If you're, if you're, if you're telling me, <laughs> excuse me, sir. If you're telling me when I got wet in the 2013 game, it doesn't, didn't actually happen. Like, who am I at this point? So they're like, okay, Luke, you can have that, but we're going to take away the title. So Louisville's workaround <laughs> is like, we'll just hang a banner that says Luke Hancock was a 2013 player. And I, I, I think, hope, I think they're putting that up tonight because they're playing Michigan. I hope that he does the John Hancock and he just has like in very small writing, you know, 2013 most outstanding player. And then it just says Luke, Luke Hancock <laughs> and huge. Just so huge. Everyone's like, ah, oh, I remember Luke Hancock. Yeah, right. Speaking of Louisville, did you see uh, our guy Wildbags wants us to talk about this? Did you see the Papa John's interview? Oh yeah. Oh, well, I thought, saw, I thought that yeah. was dubbed over. I still don't, I, did too. I still think it is. His, his like, nose is bleeding. <laughs> what, is, what happened to Papa John? All I know, I will say this. Uh, I'm very happy that Shaq is now Papa John. I like Papa yeah. Shaq. It makes me want to eat the pizza, which I know is wrong. I probably shouldn't want to eat the pizza, but now that Shaq's there, I kind of want Papa the pizza John again. Should do, they should do what uh, KFC did and and start have, just have a bunch of different celebrities play the role of like the hell that they're doing with the colonel, you know, mm-hmm. like a bunch of different people be the colonel. <laughs> play Papa John. Just like Papa John where they come out on their, like Papa John doing it's this commercial version of drunk history. Yeah. <laughs> just play Papa John. You just get shit-faced and you sit on the hood of your, your Thunderbird. Mustang. <laughs> yeah, you, your Mustang, your 1971 Mustang, and you're like, I'm, I'm John Schnatter. Sh- you, you listen to the Jeff Foxworthy 12 Days of Christmas, <laughs> and just get shit faced on Soko. <laughs> you say, I had 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. <laughs> I had 40 pizzas. That was the craziest part about it. I didn't know it was like a gremlin was speaking out of him. I, I, Wild Bags, we love you. We appreciate um, you suggesting these things. He basically versus Rick Pitino is still the greatest. Like you know, they used to have celebrity death match that they oh used to do. Oh my god, do like, I know it? We yeah. need to have that again, but in real but life. In real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like no oh cartoons. <laughs> Rick Pitino versus Papa John. Like someone make that happen. Like in DAZN, make that happen. I'll watch that. If Logan Paul can box, Rick Pitino can box Papa put John. A, just put him on either side of like a ring, like, like an octagon, like a steel cage. Put him in a steel cage on either side, and in the middle is just like a mound of Italian food and another <laughs> mound of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just like, man, this is going to be like an eight hour rendezvous. This is going to be something else. I just want to know who walks out Papa John. Like who is it? Who's like, you know, Bieber walked out Logan Paul or whatever. Everyone's like, this is crazy. His Mustang. He comes out. He just tries something. He's like running over people. (laughs) Vakala, vakaroos. <laughs> he just runs over people. That'd be great, man. Uh, we should definitely be in programming. Uh, what, what is we are in North Carolina, great, home dude. of Vince McMahon. If Vince McMahon is around in Pinehurst, North Carolina, we're ready. We're um, ready. I want to talk to you about being in North Carolina, but first, I want to mention uh, the one other because this is the one. <laughs> this is the one game I had circled in ACC Big Ten Challenge that we have not mentioned, and I'm not going to talk about it much. I just want to say, uh, Florida State, Indiana mm. is tonight. Um, Indiana, as everyone knows, is terrible this year. You yep. should not look into their record. You should not look into mm-hmm. their roster. They're having a very bad year, and no one should talk about them. And so we're not going to. Uh, Indiana, hopefully Arch can turn it around. They're really, 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 really struggling this year, and no one should fact-check that whatsoever. Don't um, fact-check it. Yeah, please don't, don't fact-check that. Uh, um, so I want to talk to you about this. We're in Durham. Um, you feel th- th- it's, I'm always very confused about this with you. Uh, is this enemy territory for you? No. Okay. Explain, sense, explain to the people why Durham, mm-hmm. North Carolina, like why you wanted to do a show in Durham because it's like you feel like it's your hometown, but that's where Duke is. It's very confusing for people that aren't from here and don't really understand how it works. So if you understand the research triangle, right, there is a triangle. Okay. <laughs> okay. And there are three cities in that triangle. It's actually four. It should be way far. It should be technically like 
Uh, quadrilateral. The rhombus. The research rhombus. Dude, the double Ooh. R alliteration. Man, that would the be nice. The research rhombus. Yeah, they should do that. Fuck. Obviously, no one knew what a rhombus was. When they were naming this, they're like, we'll stick with triangle. No, yeah, yeah, triangle works. Rhombus was witchcraft back in the day, which is why Wake Forest was like, we got to get out of here. Rhombus. <laughs> you might want to lock him up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so when you kind of grow up here, you realize there are interlopers. There are people that come down from the north and they take great, you know, beautiful land from the from the south. And mm, obviously, you know, some people, yeah, yeah. some people would say, rightfully so. Other people would say, that's wrong! <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, kind of depend on what that line is. But for me, I grew up in Henderson, which is about 40 miles north. And when I wanted to go to a mall, if I wanted to go shop or anything, they don't have that in my hometown. We have Food Line. Mm-hmm. So if Food Line doesn't have it, we have to go to Durham, which is Northgate Mall, which when I was growing up is basically like a target. You know, it's like a shooting practice field. You know, like there was a shooting every other day during the Christmas season, it was like, let me figure out what day is best. Definitely don't go on the weekends. Like, let's pick a Thursday and hope to God that we stay safe, you know, and, and make it out. So that was Durham as a kid. Durham has basically, through the Durham Bulls getting a new arena, they have just basically revamped this whole area. But Durham mm-hmm. is still like my number one. We would go to Durham or we go to Wake Forest, right? Okay. So Durham was never Duke. Duke is in Durham, but it was never Duke. Like you would, But Durham is not in Duke. Duke is, is in Durham, Durham but, but Durham the spirit of is Durham, not about Duke. Yeah, yeah. Sp- Durham is about okay. the Durham Bulls. It's about right. Bull Durham. It's about Kevin Costner, okay. you know, <laughs> dipping and hanging out with Susan Sarandon. Okay. You know what I mean? In tobacco, that that's what Durham's about. And I'm from a tobacco family, uh, you know, so that was sort of like we love Durham. Like we're just like we like Durham. Durham's a great place. But Duke happens to be here, so there's like this one, this like evil little like Hogwarts has dark mark on this place. And so you know where it is. You you see it. You'll go over there. It's nice. It's pretty. Duke Chapel is beautiful during Christmas time. We'd go there for services and all that sort of stuff as a kid. But you always knew there was this dark, evil <laughs> being that was there. You know, sort of like the dark you know, arts are being like, practiced yeah, like Palpatine. There. You know, yeah. whatever the hell his name is in Star Wars. You know, it's like, and we knew where he was, and he's right over there. And his name's Mike Shashesky. And so that was like Duke. In Durham, separate, and but as I got older, I feel like as Durham has gotten better, Duke has leaned more into being in Durham, right? Yeah. They're like they want to say that we're a part of. The, it's it's sort of like Elon, right? Is in Elon, North Carolina, the school, right? But they don't have really much to do with the town of Elon. They just are like, this is our land. It's perfect. Good yeah. luck. They're not doing community outreach. No, 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 yeah, no, no. I mean, they may to... say they are, but like, yeah, you know, it's a yeah. whole thing. So like that's the private school versus public school. I went to both. I went to private school, middle school for baseball, went back to public school. So I had this like, you know, it's competing interests at all times with Durham. And the Carolina Theater is a beautiful place that I love. I love the Carolina Theater. Okay. And again, it's called the Carolina Theater. It's in Durham. That's what matters most so, to you. On Chapel like, Hill Street or close to Chapel Hill Street. None of this makes any sense for people that aren't from here. No, and it, I, I'm, more con- I'm left more confused. I'm, more confused. But, I'm confused yeah. now. I'm like, what did I even, what did I even yeah. fall in love with? But all I want to say is, this is North Carolina Central's town. This is not Duke's town. Duke is a separate <laughs> entity that sits over on their little campus, and they don't come out unless, you know, I don't know, Satan's around or something. I don't, I don't know. Whatever they come out for. Um, so it's a whole separate thing. That's why tonight's not about Duke. It's about Durham. And I love Durham. Shout out to Durham. Well, there it is. If that made any sense it to anybody it. listening, it um, don't, don't, please. Don't try to make sense of it. Simplify it. It's called circular logic. Yeah. This is how I vote uh, in the AP poll. I'm like, well, so-and-so Here, beats so-and-so. Here's and my and big takeaway from this. everything you just said. We yes. got to get Wake Forest back in Wake Forest. We got to get it yes. out of Winston-Salem. This is my campaign. When they fired Danny Manning, maybe this is the next job I, I run for. Mm-hmm. Chicago State didn't work out. Duquesne didn't work out. Maybe I should... 
Why not? Why, we so were just I with could, Dave Odom, the Mount Invitational. Dave Odom, hired, great. Wake I couldn't Forest even get coach. an interview at the worst Division One job mm-hmm. in the country. So I should definitely be able to at least get a phone call from an ACC school. <laughs> we could go wrong. But this is this is my campaign that I'm running on. Uh, if you hire me as a Wake Forest basketball coach, I will bring the university back to Wake Forest. We will have the research rhombus. The research rhombus is actually like going to catch on right now. And I also, great. we should point out, I think that where Wake Forest used to be is now a seminary. So for you to do the opposite of, you know, like the, the like to go in and just kick out all the people in the seminary yeah. and say, Wake Forest is back, it's baby. And with a basketball. You know, it's like, what is this? I don't know who you are, but if you can't hoop, get your ass out of here. <laughs> what is going on? Um, so basically what you're saying is, and, and this is the, uh, if we're going to talk about the rhombus, right? The research rhombus, which mm-hmm. is what we're throwing out there. So if you, if you believe in the rhombus, please tweet at us, research rhombus. R- hashtag research rhombus. <laughs> please reach out. Um, NC State, right? We we've talked about Pack Pride. We talked about you know the little brother syndrome. And as a little brother, I have a little brother syndrome, so I can relate. You know, that's why Tate is probably in Same, NC I'm State. I'm a little brother as well. Yeah, yes. little, little okay. brothers. Like we just had this complex, right? So, anyways, NC State little brother complex compared to Duke and North Carolina teams that have five national championships or seven national championships if you include 1924 with North Carolina. We don't. And, <laughs> and NC State has two national championships, of course, and those are great moments that we all remember, but two is not five, five is not seven. So there are obviously some complications there. So NC State feels like they're in third. They feel like they're bronze. But in reality, they are gold compared to the Demon Deacons. Right. Demon right. Deacons at Wake Forest is right next to Raleigh in the same way. Not exactly the same as Chapel Hill and Durham, but close enough to make the rhombus work. And if Wake Forest was in Wake Forest and NC State had two national championships in basketball, they would look down at their rival, Wake Forest, and say, hey, two to zero, suck, suck it. it. Yeah, we're better than yes. We're better than you. Yes. And they would have a great time. North Carolina but, would have a great time. Duke would have a great time. State would have a great time. And Wake would have... Not a great time. But instead, <laughs> Wake Forest got ahead of it. This is why you got to be smart, folks. Got ahead of it, moved to Winston-Salem, got the tobacco money, said, you know what? We're going to create our own tobacco road. We're going to go Some have to- said this was the first big bag drop in this, college this basketball is, this history. This is a huge was- bag drop. This is like since Trinity got turned into Duke. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, these are huge things that were happening. So if Wake Forest was brought back to Wake Forest by Mark Titus, if, if you if you come back and manifest this into reality, State will be happy. State mm-hmm. will have the little brother they've always wanted. North Carolina will be happy because State will stop tapping them on the shoulder. Right. Duke will be happy because they're just happy. Being they're just, Duke. Yeah, they're, you know, they're already happy. Right. And everyone's happy. The rhombus works. So that, that is a great pitch. I'm in on that. It, everyone should be. It's, Please. It, it makes so much. It almost makes too much sense. Come on, Danny. Uh, this is a miracle. If you want to, if Danny Manning, this is a miracle. Make Danny it happen. Miracles. Come on, Danny. This is, this is the ultimate miracle. Um, the real miracle would be him saving his job. <laughs> uh, pass, Take that out. <laughs> by, by next year. Um, all right, that's that's uh, that's it. Let's get to the interview. We're gonna we're gonna sit down. We uh, Greg Oden is in town for our live show. He he flew down from Columbus very graciously. Let me pick up the tab for him on all this. Uh, I told him I was gonna pay for his travel. Well, we'll we're, I'm gonna talk well, to him. Well, about yeah, well, we gotta but, break uh, all this down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's in town, so we figured, what the hell? We're doing a podcast tonight. We're doing a live show later. Why don't we have Greg on? Talk to him. Just figure out what the hell he's up to. So uh, this is our interview with Greg Oden. here with a longtime friend of the program and friend of just real life, friend of mine, friend of Tate's, uh, making his first appearance, the first ever guest on the Titus and Tate iteration, what this new podcast is. Yeah, you're the first person. This is only the third show we've ever done. He's like, you guys have a new podcast? (laughs) 
I'm gonna make sure I don't say the other name. Yeah. But all I want to say is thank you guys. Please, for we don't want to get sued. Please me on, But honestly, first things first. Why is Tate not have on any shoes? And I'm the first guest. Uh, we're we're in the hotel. We're keeping it casual, it's dude. Feng shui. You gotta take your shoes off. This is the Please new way. Please explain wave. to me how that works. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it has fun in it though, so I'm, I'm having fun. Okay, it's good to see you guys. Though it, it's great to see you. you. I can't believe you agreed to do this. You came down from Columbus just to do our live show and go to the game tomorrow. Is that true? Yes, it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure you dropped the bag for me to come, but nobody needs to know that. Wait, are we live? Uh, I, I, I said I would. I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can we talk about how big that bag was? That's the question. Can we talk about how you, uh, how I told you I would pay for your plane ticket soon? This motherfucker booked the first class ticket. <laughs> oh, yeah. I only fly first class. What do you mean? This dude, this dude got first class. I said I would. Fifty minutes. He goes. Flight. He texts me. He goes. He goes. So about that travel stipend, I was like, Greg, how many times do I have to tell you? There's no stipend. It's coming out of my pocket. Like I said, I don't have a job right now. Like it's just like I, when I said I'd pay for it. It's not like I have a company I work for. We that's just got called. Travel. We just got called the Notre Dame of podcasting because we're independent, quote unquote. And I think a lot of people assume that means that we have like Notre Dame millions of yeah, dollars. We have an endowment. Like, yeah. We, yeah we, no. You guys don't. Because <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely need to be reimbursed for my flight. So just so y'all know, y'all need to find that bag. We like Notre Dame does. All we should have told him this before after the show. We should the good news is that we're in Durham and we can, you know, we're gonna have to make some deals. We're gonna do some back end deals to make this work. Speaking of you chasing the bag, um, you're on cameo now. I am. I um, am. What <laughs> I asked you about this earlier and your quote was I'll say literally anything. Yeah, uh, all you got to do is pay my 30 bucks. I will say anything you want me to for that 30 bucks. So plug your cameo. How do people do this? How do they? Because I, I, I really want to see this happen. I want to I want to do like a contest where, no, I don't. Because then then all I was thinking, I'm trying to think. Yeah, of, put some money in my pocket, you ass. So don't well, try to well, stop that. How am I going to get paid off this? I'm trying to do something where like our fans get you to, to do cameos. And then like the funniest cameo that comes in, like they win something. That they can get you to to say it. Well, I um, think you need to brainstorm this but then another I'm, day. I'm trying like, to think of how do I make money off this? You make a ton of money because people are. G O D E N twenty two fifty is my cameo. G O D E N two two five zero. Yeah, hit me up. What What are you up to these days? Uh, I actually just got a new job. Uh, Did you? I think it's a a second job. I don't technically count basketball as a job, but it's just I guess it is. Just for the love of the game. Just like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is for the love of the game. But this one is a little different. Uh, the company is called Educor, little uh, financial education company. And Ooh. I'm an athlete advisor just to bridge the gap between learning about finances and preaching to these athletes. Why do you think they don't have those classes like mapped out for athletes when you go to school? With these finance classes. I mean, you have these programs where you hear about it, you hear about it, but it's yeah. tough, you know, when you're 18, 19 and you're throwing $5 million, you know, it's a lot easier to just tell somebody in an hour class than when it's actually happening and you're going through this and you're like, well, fuck, I can buy anything I want to right now. Uh, I forgot everything they just told me. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you just I can't hear you because of my Lamborghini. <laughs> yes. Why don't you just uh, become a professor at like Ohio State? Is this the ultimate goal you should like maybe not ohio state maybe maybe that's too ambitious but um ucla what what if you just teach like you, you get you get someone to pay you to basically just run a class for all the athletes at ohio state uh, that would be awesome please yeah. talk to uh dr drake at the ohio state mm -hmm. university I, I would appreciate that job in columbus um I wish. I mean, that would that would sound like fun to me. I mean, especially a college course. You know, I show up sometimes. 
You said you told me earlier too that you were working on homework. Um, I thought oh, you yes. graduated. What is the story here? Are, are, are we going to have to hear a whole nother year? Like tomorrow night, we're going to be at the game. ESPN's cameras are probably going to find you. Mm-hmm. They're going to zoom in on you. Mm-hmm. Are you telling America that we have to endure another goddamn year of them talking about how you're back at Ohio State working on your degree? We have to go through another year of this? I thought you graduated, Greg. Well, first off, I am a OSU 2019 graduate, so yeah. kiss my ass. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> Did you not graduate? Why are you back doing... What are you doing? So, I am doing an online course. You can't get more education uh, than me. That is... That I is am that's doing... made me very insecure. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing the online... Like, Mark, uh, you don't get this. <laughs> executive presence course just to help me with my speaking and my mannerisms and being better while I'm speaking to the public. Oh, that's good. And just Great to throw it out there, it is with the University of Cornell, just so you know. Ooh. You ever heard of it? Ain't even heard. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be a Cornell alum. Uh, I will have a certificate. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. He's 100% going to be Dwight. We're framing that certificate, that's oh, for sure. Of course. Oh, okay, I mean, good. that's the first thing you're going to see. You're just going to see Cornell. You're not going to know anything else. You're not going to get any background. He's going to white out gonna the part, part Cornell. of the Ohio State. He's like, Cornell. Corn- he whites out the part on the strip. He says .com after it. It's Cornell.com. Oh, yeah. oh, He's yeah. just like, it's white out the- Never heard of E. Cornell online classes at um, all. How, how much have you been paying attention to uh, college basketball this year? Uh, I've been paying some attention to it. Good, I can't say we have I know not, everything. So but, we have not. We have mm-hmm. not had jobs. We didn't think we would be working. And then we had to go to Maui and talk about it. So now we're trying to catch up. Can you help us catch up? What is what is going on in your from your perspective? I'm not going to lie. The top 10 of the start of the season is not the top 10 that I was thinking it was going to be right now. Mm. Um, but I'm excited because we're in the top 10 and that's all you need to know mark take all you need to know is you guys will not be in the top 10 as of tomorrow night or the next day what are, <laughs> we're sure, we, we still have not figured out what our bet is for the game tomorrow uh, it's or automatically it $20. It's $20. That, that's, that's, a, that's a given. That is a given. I can't believe that is going to $30. I, I thought he's going to say the loser has to book me on Cameo. <laughs> You know what? And pay my tuition to Cornell.com. Yeah, I'm just saying, and, you know, and, and that's actually my, a good one. And pay my the first class ticket back. to book a video of me saying something for the other one on Cameo. That's 30 perfect. bucks. Yeah, I, I would definitely mm-hmm. pay you 30 bucks for Cameo. Okay. We, they actually asked us to do Cameo, and I think we didn't do it. I don't know why. We didn't under, I didn't understand it. I, and I also didn't think anyone would pay for that. I, I didn't think nobody would. Either and then I've been getting like five videos a day. Have you done the uh, the Sugar Ray thing where you break up with someone? Have you got anything like that? I have not Mark done that yet, and I'm really nervous. What's the What's the wildest <laughs> thing you've had to do so far? Um, I think celebration <laughs> of a guy's divorce. <laughs> he wasn't breaking up; he was in the verge, and I had to cheer him up about his. Oh, divorce. you had to cheer him up. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like popping bottles. No. It wasn't like we did it, buddy. <laughs> You're out. You're free. It was, the guy it was more didn't like want a, me hey. to call the lady a B in it, and I was like, "Well, I'm sorry so, about that lady. I couldn't. I couldn't oh, do nice. it." You oh, know? so like someone's friend. That's fifty dollars. Yeah. So if you want me yeah. to say the B word, that's twenty <laughs> extra dollars. So basically, someone's friend is going through a divorce, and so the guy reached out to you and was like, "Help yeah. out my friend." Yeah. Tell him. That's actually kind of sweet. Can we get that video? Yeah. <laughs> can we play I mean, that at the it, show tonight. It, it <laughs> might be up there. I don't know if you guys can get the videos off of my cameo thing. I'm but, downloading cameo yeah. tonight. <laughs> Check all this before I have to pay you $30 tomorrow. You should. You should. <laughs> you should. You should. Gio, 
noted. <laughs> um, who do what individual players do you like in college basketball? Have you been paying enough attention to that? Cole Anthony. Uh, um, Cole Anthony. Of did course. Did you see Obi Toppin today? Did you watch Maui at all? I did. I really like him, and I kept looking like, who is this guy? Yeah. Why has he got so much swag right now? And I'm sorry that I used the word swag, but that's what he has. <laughs> <laughs> um, the kid from Georgia, you just told me about Anthony Ed- Edwards. Edwards, yes. Mm-hmm. He looked really good, and he went off that one game. The, the, the game they lost to Michigan State. Yes. And then the game they almost lost to Chaminade. <laughs> Whatever one he hit the three yeah. at the end of the game. Oh, that was a Shamanai game when they were playing yeah. at an NAI school and they yeah. needed a buzzer beater to win. And I mean, he scored 26 in the second yeah. half. Tom Green said it wasn't a close game either. He was like, we had no shot of losing. They're like, you just hit a game winner. Well, we're shot not going to talk about him no more. Okay, um, you're right, Greg. Good point. We moved on. I, I'm still hurt. Uh, <laughs> I didn't go to IU, but I have a lot of friends did, and they're still pissed so, off. So, all right. <laughs> speaking of where you didn't go to, this is something I want to talk to you tonight. We're going to talk about it at the live show, but anybody that's listening to this probably isn't going to like you know we're going to publish this right before the live show so okay i doubt that people you know you know what i'm saying it's not going to spoil anything anyone yeah. listening to this probably won't be there tonight um i found a clip of of mike conley talking about you mm-hmm. and he said that he was, he was basically recounting how you guys ended up at ohio state and he said he goes you know greg and i had at our schools that we both kind of liked individually you know he liked michigan state i liked north carolina but when we both went to Ohio State together, we realized this was the place for us. I'm paraphrasing, but it was that. So two-part question. Um, why did you not go to Michigan State then if you like Michigan State so much? Were you, did Mike have that much influence on you? Did, did he have your balls? Did, is, is, is he calling the shots in this relationship? And two, um, why did you guys not end up in North Carolina? Then? I wish this that, is the times I wish that this was on video I to see Greg's face while you ask this question. Well, first, <laughs> first my is, balls are my balls. I was are, about to say, Mike are, is too nice of a guy to cuff anybody's balls. He won't grip them that tight. He's not Chris Paul. You know, he would, he would nicely move you along with a nice little cup. A cup like of the balls. <laughs> he would guide you. Just kidding. Um, but honestly, you are paraphrasing because, you know, uh, I'm guessing in that clip, he definitely said, we both like Wake Forest. Mm. Okay, Greg you both liked, liked Wake Forest? We both loved Wake you Forest. They could have brought the research rhombus back? I love Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Wake Forest is a great campus, great Dude. school, great history. Yes, and can, can you do Chris me a Paul left. Can you say Jay that you, Gray was there? Oh, love Justin Gray. Can you, can you say that you would have gone to Wake Forest if they moved Wake Forest back to Wake Forest and out of Winston-Salem? Can you just say that for me? I just want this on record. We just we just got done talking about this. That I one of my campaigns is to get Wake Forest to move it back to Wake Forest. You know, there's a town Wake Forest. It's like north of Raleigh. That's it's where so, the that's university where used to be. it used to be there, and they moved it. And then they could have had North Carolina State, Wake Forest, Duke, and all North Carolina, all four like right here. All within like a twenty minute drive. I had no idea about any of that. So wouldn't that have been I awesome? Cannot say that with a whole heart since I just learned it. Say with but wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool? No, that would be. Oh shit! That's <laughs> thirty bucks. I will yeah, definitely say that. I got, I got thirty bucks um, for that. No, I mean that would be dope. Um, yeah, all four right here. Yeah, the research the rhombus. Big four. Yeah, that would be cool. But uh, spread it out a little bit makes a little sense. Right. Even though it would. Finally, make this area a great football town. By adding Wake Forest, I agree. Was here <laughs> instead of having Wake Forest bullshit football. 
And yeah. then everybody else, little size Duke, the came along a little bit. Duke and Thank you, Greg. <laughs> right. I was like, Greg's been watching Mac Brown. That's good to hear. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, what, what else? What else do we need to know? What have you been up to? I, I, um, uh, we feel like yeah. baby girl is three, running the house. Love it. Um, lovely wife in nursing school. Uh, started her own uh, business, mobile bartending business. Mm-hmm. It's called the Private Mixer. Indiana, Ohio, look her up on social media, The Private Mixer. It's a it's a nice little okay. shameless Handle. plug, yeah. but it, it's actually pretty cool. The bar is pretty cool, and I'm very proud of her. So, Oh, is this on radio? <laughs> yeah, this is on radio. Yeah. yeah, people are loving this. I'm, <laughs> this I'm loving this. This is, this is my day today. <laughs> yeah. This is all we have to do today. Greg thinks he's getting paid for all this, so he's loving every second of it. I am. All right. Um, <laughs> That's it, Greg Oden. Uh, we we just want to get it out of the way. We wanted we launched a new podcast. We had to get you the you were the, the first token. guest on the last podcast, right? Yeah. You were the first guest Aww. on every podcast we've ever had, except well, for if you guys Tito. get that big contract. Make sure that they know that and bring the big contract. We're doing this for the love Notre of the game. Dame, that we are Notre Dame without the money. We do this for the love of the game, Greg. Well, every time you get your independent contract, you know, just throw my <laughs> name in there for like one or two. Greg, you were the number one pick in NBA. <laughs> Greg, you're also forgetting that independent does not mean that we have a contract. Do y'all not understand <laughs> that when I go to Los Angeles, California now, I literally, when I first went to Los Angeles, okay, well, anyways, this was a very fun vacation for Mark, um, and I joined along. And uh, I joined along. <laughs> Two days of partying. I think and it was the other way eating. around, by the way. Yeah. I think it was, I think yeah. it was Greg like was like, I'm going to LA. No, Greg. we had a blast. And then I was partying way too hard. And literally, I like got in a room one night and I booked my flight and I was gone at like 7 a.m. the next morning. Oh, and Mark was knocked out. So I didn't get in contact with him. But when he tried to get in contact with me, I was in the air. And so basically, I didn't land till like five o'clock your time. And eight o'clock my time. Here's, here's how it went. Here's how it went from my perspective. I wake up. Oh, we were supposed to be there like five days in LA or something. It's, yeah, the, it's I, the morning I like of two. the morning of day three. three. <laughs> the morning of day three, I go knock on Greg's door, which is right next door. No, nothing. Crickets. I knock again. Crickets. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just get ready and just walk around Hollywood Boulevard because that's where we were staying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we didn't have cars or whatever. So I was just like, I'm just gonna walk around and wait for Greg to call me. I text you, <laughs> Yo, man, you okay? Call. Nothing. Nothing's going on. Finally, at like at like 4 p.m., I get a call from Greg and I answer it and I was like, "Greg, what the fuck is going on?" And you're like, "I had to get out of there, man." I was having way and I was too like, much fun. What? Man. And you go, I, I, "I'm having too much. I just I just had to get out of there." But uh, you're good. Uh, the, hotel, <laughs> <laughs> the hotel's good. Uh, you should be good. So uh, I'll see you back in Ohio. <laughs> okay. So I was so there by myself for the next let's two fast days. Fast forward now to the last well, so time I, I to- came to LA. And I slept on your couch yeah. and had a blast. Like, the yeah, tables have turned. Yeah, they know? have. You have a very nice now place I'm in first a good class area. To, <laughs> first class to Raleigh. You're paying first class for people. Plug in your and cameo. now I'm coming yeah. here and sitting on you guys' podcast and hoping for you guys to give me 30 bucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I am racking up a ton of credit card debt now that you, now that you mentioned it. Um, uh, I, I think you're all right. Um, all right, Greg Oden, thank you so much. We're going to be doing a fun live show. We want to save some for the live show, but give give people people listening to this probably aren't going to be at the live show. We want to give them a little taste. Um, and um, yeah, well, that's uh, it. Daddy Love two two five zero on uh, 
Instagram and Twitter and Geodin2250 on my cameo. Book Hit me up, man. people. Book this man to be your financial uh, uh, motivational speaker, as you can tell. Educore, he's got, baby. Educore, he's got a great, it's a great company, He's got a man. great strategy. Just uh, start a cameo. <laughs> start a cameo. 30 bucks. That's what he tells all the draft picks. <laughs> I, I look at it as, you, you know, this money's coming in, and I can put it into a foundation that I really appreciate. So that's what I'm all using right. it for. It's going to go to a good cause. In the long oh, yeah. run, in the long run, but the, in the short run, in the short it's, run. it's going to your bar tab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really. I haven't been drinking. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, you're good. paying for the yeah, drinks. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry, there's no bar tab. I got water. He's going to pay for my steak. <laughs> he's, he's like, don't worry, I got expenses to file with the, with the Tate and Titus podcast. Don't worry. Oh yeah, I'm racking them up right now. <laughs> Get an itemized receipt. Oh, <laughs> I love uh, we was about to end this like ten minutes ago. All right, we're ending it. <laughs> All right, special thanks to Greg Oden. Uh, wow, we, what a great what a great time, Greg. What a, what I mean, uh, I'm I'm having a great time. Book him on Cameo, Daddy Love two two five zero. Book him on God knows what else you can book him at. Uh, just 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 book the book man. the private mixer. Book all those things. Yes. Um, we support Greg. We have to get out of here. We're going to go do a live show. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. We're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to be breaking down the Big Ten ACC challenge. So yes. it's it's the thing that people love about us most, Tate, is that we only talk about Big Ten and ACC schools. Um, it's yeah. the best. It's, I, a, it's a pastime. Greg, I, I like the idea of the loser having to book Greg on cameo. But my original bet for this game. <laughs> My original bet was that the loser tomorrow night between our schools um, would have to give the Pac-12 update throughout the entire season on the I think podcast. that's a fair bet. Should we add that in there? Yeah, let's add that. I will, let's do, the, bring I will do the Pac-12 update the rest of the year, which if will Carolina be loses. pass. <laughs> Just pass. That's fine. No, dude, the Pac-12 is good. I'll do it. But maybe if Ohio State loses a one, let me just say this. If Nico update. Mannion hitting a game-winning layup over Pepperdine <laughs> is the highlight of the Pac-12 so far, God, we're struggling. I know. We're struggling. I know. The Pac-12 is kind of back, but then Oregon... I mean, Oregon did not improve. Did not did not I love Peyton Pritchard, though. I, I think Peyton Pritchard's having a good year. I know. Look, there's Water's your Pac-12 update. Got it for free. All right, so those are the stakes. The loser has to book a cameo with Greg yes. and has to provide the Pac-12 update Yes. Uh, throughout the entire season. Once like, a week. Once a week, yes. we, we throw it to you. We say, mm-hmm. give us the update. We'll get music it's for your it. your job. Yeah, well. You're supposed to have been watching the Pac-12. Let's get the Debbie Downer music. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us everything that's going on in the Pac-12. Um those are the stakes. We're looking forward to tomorrow night. Uh, I, I really think Ohio State should win, and for that reason, I think we're not going to win, and I'm really nervous about it. But uh, we'll be breaking that down and all the other ACC Big Ten Challenge games. Do you have anything else, Tate? No, I don't. I'm just excited to be in Durham. We're going to go A do- city that I explained so eloquently why I love earlier in this podcast. We are going to go do a live podcast and make everyone in attendance put their phone in a bag now, and I cannot wait to watch that happen just to, to the, the, please uh, come Dave Chappelle, a, a, a theater. That's a third full. And we're telling everybody. <laughs> yes. Sorry guys. This is a big deal. Sorry. Put your phones away. <laughs> this is a massive, massive deal. Uh, all right. We'll be back Friday. See you guys.